0: You want a footy podcast with expert opinion.
1: Round one. We all went for Sydney, bar one uh, bloke who went for Hawthorne. One that knows the numbers. Five yeah. contested possessions
2: for Zach Dors. With sizzling hot takes. I'm not even sure it's the worst trade Carlton have done in the last five years, <laughs> to be honest. And unique analysis.
1: Everyone knows a redhead that's just good at football.
2: You want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! Another round of
1: footy done, another Greenfield Post footy podcast. G'day, I am Rabs, the editor of the Greenfield Post. Plenty to tick off this week. Hawthorne versus Geelong, performers of the week. Players that are unquestionably past it. The coaching sack race, which is surely just down to one. Richmond, Rudy's rant. Like I said, so much to happen this week. We are joined by Rudy Edsel. Hello, Rudy.
2: G'day, guys. Very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, as very a happy, fan, of
1: course. And as a Melbourne fan, Ethan Meldrum, are you happy to be here? Not so stoked as Rudy, I don't mm. think. Not well, after that weekend. No, nah, very disappointing. I think that a lot of uh, bathwater's been uh, drunk down at uh, the old Junction Oval. Is that where you still drunk? Junction Oval? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was 1960, Amy, right? Amy Park. Amy Park. Amy Park. Well, I mean, as a Melbourne City well, fair, at, le- mean, le-
0: <laughs> at least it's clean bath water there, let's be honest. Yeah, well,
1: let's <laughs> start the week off. Performers of the week, boys. Uh, Tom Lynch, for mine, from the Gold Coast. Granted, they're up against a very, very um, soft Carlton defence, but to kick seven goals straight... You have to be an absolute jet.
0: Well, I was going to say, there's no such thing as a hard Carlton defence, is no, there? <laughs> no, there's not.
1: Caleb Marchbank, Lockie Plowman, but
2: hey, Caleb Marchbank's all right.
1: He is, he's and all right, as
2: is Lockie Plowman. But yeah, anyway, Plowman or however you pronounce uh,
1: it. As, as not only as a forward who who can kick seven goals, but as a forward who can kick seven goals straight. Just uh, as a Collingwood fan, I don't know what that feels like. To be yeah, honest with you.
0: Uh, Yeah, short of um, short of Josh Kennedy, is the best mark kick goal forward in the
1: comp. He, his currency is so high. If North Melbourne are going to offer a million dollars a year to Josh Kelly, what is he worth? Probably 20. (laughs) He's he's worth at least a million and a half. Surely if Tom Boyd is worth a million, Tom Lynch,
2: mate. Oh, they, I, I would suggest that uh, there's, in fact, I know there's been offers to try and prize Tommy Lynch out of the Gold Coast and he's rebuffed all of them. He said he wants to stay there. Captain the club lead him to success. And that's incredibly admirable. That makes him worth, you know, two million dollars for mm. me. He's worth more. He's worth more than that to Gold Coast. To be honest, the way they've lost players, they're clearly going to lose but this season. And um, he also has a brilliant. He's like a really uh, noticeable leadership yeah, effect does. on the club. And it's good to see some actual yeah responsibility being taken by the uh, playing group there.
1: But well, yeah, well, particularly someone at the Gold Coast. You mentioned Ethan, Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy and uh, Tom Lynch have now both won a game off their own boot, like r- remarkably because mm. uh, North beat or North lost to West Coast because Kennedy kicked straight, um, and the Gold Coast beat Carlton kicking some, and, and, <laughs> and Carlton, uh, sorry, and the Gold Coast beat Carlton because Tom Lynch kicked straight, and that's just how it is. If you have a tall forward who can kick straight at goal, you're going to win games of footy.
0: Exactly. Um, throwing back to Ablett, Um, well, I know we're probably sick of this conversation, but he probably leads by example better than Gary Ablett did. I reckon. I, I reckon the Tom Lynch contested mark goal is more uplifting for a side than Gary Ablett winning clearances. Just, just the way he does it, the way he imposes himself on games, yeah. is, is more. Ga- more Ga- it's more definitive than Gaz's Gaz. work.
2: Gaz's work's not really replicable, is it? Either is it? No. Like, you, you know, you can't. If you're a midfielder, you can't really watch Gaz and go, "Oh, so that's how I shimmy out of a tackle." Right. Like, <laughs> You know, you know what I mean, like yeah. because it's like he just does that <laughs> stuff. Whereas Tom Lynch, there's a craft and more of a craft what he does. Like obviously, yeah, Ab- Ab- able a freak. Lynch is, you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, it, a it's, it's,
0: it's it's more of a okay. This is how I impose myself. This this is yeah. how I bring myself into the contest and try and win games off my own boot. Mm. And he did that,
2: really. Who was your performer of the week? I oh, of course couldn't go uh, couldn't go past Eddie Betts. Uh, he had a horror week. The uh... All the, the ugly racism from the showdown, which was putrid stuff. And, uh, I've got s- some thoughts on that and, uh, their relation to the treatment of Adam Goods, which, uh, is probably a case for another podcast. Mm. Um, but the way he responded, he came out and he absolutely, uh, dominated and he kicked six goals and he just was doing, you know hashtag just Eddie Betts things. He was always going to do that. Yeah. He was always
1: just going to yeah, back it, it up with a, a miraculous It was
2: imperious and it was Eddie and it was just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Like on the back of all that bitterness, sourness he's spoken about the way it made his wife feel. Mm. It was uh, it was awesome.
0: He's kicked over 200 goals from 70 games at Adelaide. That's phenomenal. He kicked 75 last year. He's got 16 this year from four games. Yeah, uh, I think we got to ask, where does he sit amongst small forwards? Like obviously there's Stephen Milne in the post-2000 era. Has he surpassed him yet?
1: Uh, Do you ta- reckon? Talent-wise, he, well, we, I mean, we weren't um, old enough to see Dacos play, but talent-wise, he's the best. I was old enough pocket. to see
2: Dacos play. <laughs> like,
1: at the end, at the latter end of his yeah, career. I'd, like... I'd say
2: for the, the, the AFL, From if you start from 1990, mm. when the AFL started, I'd say Eddie's the best. The, the only one that gets close is Stephen Milne, who's a great player, mm. two, two goals a game. Eddie Betts, just a better, better footy player. You know, I don't. His skill is is unmatched. Mm. The, the stuff he
1: does with the footy, I've never seen anyone be able to do. it. Not even Cyril can do some of the stuff this bloke does. So he
2: does it every week. That's the thing. That that left-footed barrel was it last year from the boundary line, yeah, on the wrong side for a lefty. It like,
1: it's got to the point where you <laughs> don't you're do not that. even surprised anymore when he does stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. you just go, that's
1: Eddie. That's Eddie. Eddie, uh, ETH. Not Eddie? <laughs> Not Eddie, if uh, only. If only, Who's your performer of the week,
0: mate? Uh, from the other end of the field, Elliot Yeo. Um, oh, teethy. A little bit from left field, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Teethy. <laughs> teethy?
2: Uh, he, lost, he lost his teeth, remember that, against Collingwood, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and the
1: slow-mo, you could see him flying everywhere. It was yeah. like a cartoon he just, boxing He just match.
2: had forgotten to put his mouth guard in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do
0: that? The one time. Um, if you're picking an all-Australian team now, which... Lots of people do. He is smack bang on a halfback flank because he has been, as Rudy said, describing bets. he's been imperious for West Coast. He had 17 intercept possessions against wow. Sydney. That is phenomenal. That's unheard of. He's leading the competition by a mile in that regard. He's just... He's so hard to get past down back because you know he's he's small enough to be versatile and fast and get himself to contest but he's also big enough to get in the way.
1: Yeah, good player. He could play small, he could play tall, he could play mid, he could pretty much play any position on the field. Like he, he's a very good footballer and another one of those Brisbane players that left and have become really good since they left.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> it's a sad what, story. What do you say? What do you? We could do an entire two hour pod. There's a thirty for thirty in Brisbane, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty I'm, keen.
0: Imagine, imagine if you had an all Australian team with Elliot Yeo and Sam Doherty on the halfback flanks.
2: Yeah, true that. I think <laughs> the Mikey I think, Henderson like I said, in the middle of them. I think there's a, <laughs> a thirty for thirty if you uh, in a few years' time on the the travails, the you know the the Voss, like the post lethal era mm. at uh, Brisbane. I'd be really keen to to get a look at what happened in the back rooms and stuff. When the feathers, especially with Feb yeah. The Feb effect,
1: that's right. Well, it's taken eight minutes for us to get to this point, Rudy, but uh, it's time for you to get up and about, mate. This is, not e- this is not even a Rudy's rant. This is just a bonus sort of happy rant from Rudy. It's,
2: it's, it's like a malted ball or something like that. Yeah, it was a good day at the MCG yesterday. Sink, sink many beers? Very enjoyable. I had a few, yeah, a yeah. couple of celebratory ones. My, my, uh,
1: my favourite tweet from you at Rudy Edsel was at the end of the game, Josh Gibson, retire, bitch. It was just one of the best things I've ever read. Um, Sadly for Hawthorne, he's got off at the match review panel. Well, he has. The MOP results just come back in. Did you say Menegola got a week for his hit on Hodge?
2: Yeah, Menegola got a week for the sling tackle and uh, it was Parsons. James, James Parsons. James yeah. Parsons, yep. He got two weeks for elbowing him in the face. Yeah, that, did, that Fair enough.
1: It <laughs> didn't look good.
2: No, it didn't look good. Um, it was interesting, though. I mean, there's always a lot of talk when this stuff happens that uh the MRP loads up on blokes uh who have put players out of the game you know if, if someone gets injured uh that will sometimes makes the, the the penalty worse it's interesting here Tom Ruggles didn't come back into the game and Gibson got off and Hodge played through uh mm. those two hits and uh 3 weeks all up so it's it's an interesting look I'm not I I don't disagree with the penalties though I actually agree with all three of them
1: What did it say more about yesterday Hawthorne or Geelong
2: Oh Hawthorne mm. I don't I I honestly came out of the game still not really convinced about where Geelong are at. Yeah, I, I as as, could...
0: as, I, as
1: I say to you every single week, it's yeah. another Geelong win where we don't learn anything. Yeah. No, but in saying that, Dangerfield and Selwood didn't have massive games and you dominated.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um uh, but I mean like not to sound churlish or snide, um it was only Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Like they are bad, Hawthorne at the moment. Really, really bad. I I watched them. In the first quarter, Geelong kept the minute by virtue of poor kicking first half, and I turned to the person I was with, and I'm like, "This Hawthorne is just awful. Like mm. they're just waiting for Geelong to smash them here." And um, I said, oh, "Geelong kicked their fourth or fifth goal," and I said, um, "Geelong is going to win this by at least ten goals here," and they did because Hawthorne gave up again. Second week in a row, they've completely uh, just stopped playing when the, the going got tough. Um, a few blokes, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to this in a bit. A few blokes seriously exposed. Mm. Seriously exposed. And um, uh, it's pretty enjoyable.
1: Well, at half time, I was looking at the stats too, and Hawthorne had had one mark inside forward 50 for the entire half. One mm. mark. That is disgraceful.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you get when you, you know, your forward options, are, they dropped Vickery and brought in James Sicily. Not quite up to it. He was the one who took that one. Yeah, hug. Tim O'Brien uh, was playing yesterday, wasn't he? Was yeah, it was his first start? game, first yeah. game for the season. Yeah, uh, you know, also not really up to it. Jared Roughhead's one of those who looks like uh, maybe uh, footy, perhaps not his. You know, maybe passed him by a bit, or perhaps he needs to play in one position. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 he, he,
0: he's the one player that gets a free swing, though. I of think. course,
2: yeah, yeah, of course, you can't possibly not say that. Mm. But yeah, I, they just they looked not even a shadow. They looked a shadow of a shadow of Hawthorne.
1: Can you remember a club that has fallen off a cliff so quickly? Usually you see clubs gradually decline. Hawthorne, 5 games ago. They
2: played in the semi. Semi. Well, semi. <laughs> 5 yeah. games ago they played in the semi. 30 games ago they won a flag. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's um and it, yeah, it's really There there, were, there
0: was there was Freo last year, but I think the the riding was a little bit more on the wall for them. Other than that, no, nah, I'm struggling to think of one. And I think one thing that we touched on sort of last week was that Hawthorne is completely lacking leadership Mm. and it, as Rudy's touched on with um, Mitchell and Lewis going, Hodge isn't their captain anymore. Like he's still a very good player. Roughhead is just coming back from injury. I don't, maybe he's not the right choice as Captain. Liam Shields isn't nearly an imposing vice captain. Isaac Smith isn't an imposing vice captain. There's nothing to fear from these guys. Mm. And when, and you know, when things aren't going their way, they roll over, you know, they've, the lowest score they've conceded in the second half of the season is 75.
2: Oh. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's an incredible stat. <clears throat> yeah, when, when, when the going gets tough, they roll over. They, they roll capitulate. Over. They are you know, because they, not, they are worse than the VFL side.
2: Well, they're not used well, to losing. No. So, you know. But, but they won so many times last season. They won by virtue of never rolling over. Mm. They, and, and now they do. Like, like the, the soul and the fabric of this club has been ripped out now that Mitchell and Lewis are gone. There's, there's just it, a
0: giant gaping hole there. And Fagan, and um, they've lost their CEO. You know, they've, they've lost some yeah, other people off field.
2: And they haven't actually appointed anyone to that. They, they still it? don't have a no. CEO. Yeah. They're
1: a rabble, and it's going to get worse because they haven't got a first-round draft pick. They've got GWS's second round. And they've got no, no like, tradable
2: players. Assets, no. They've yeah. got nothing. They're, they're, oh, I, I, I understand Jay Mira commands a pretty commanding uh, mm. fee at the trade table. <laughs> Pick one at the <laughs> moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: think we can all be in agreement, so if they chuck that second half up on Pornhub, we'd get a 100% rating, because yeah. everyone would just absolutely love watching that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You mentioned Josh Gibson, players that are unquestionably past it. There is a few running around the AFL this season. Uh, who else from Hawthorne? You said Gibbo. Who else do you think is just visibly past the game of AFL now?
2: Um, I'm just looking at their team list. Uh, Gibbo is one of them. Sean Burgoyne, I thought was it's just a giant
0: dartboard, isn't it? What about
2: yeah. when he held his lip? Cause he thought it was going to fr- free kick in that last quarter.
1: And it was like playing on. And he got ping for holding the ball.
2: Yeah, that was really, that was really that strange. Was um, like. and he, there was a few times where he, uh, you know, he just didn't look comfortable in possession. He was t- turning over. I thought James Frawley had a really bad game. Jared Ruffhead, we've mentioned gets, uh, a pass mark. Oh, ben, ben McAvoy. Ben McAvoy, yeah. I was just about to say. He's, you know, I mean, he won he, three flags. That's an incredible achievement for a bloke of his abilities. Um, <laughs> well, I reckon Kieran Jack is a bit like
1: past the game as well. He's 29 years old. His body is absolutely cactus. Oh, he's averaging 16 disposals and, and two and a half tackles a game so far this season. Since 2010, Kieran Jack hasn't averaged less than five tackles a game. Like he, That's his game. That's,
0: yeah, that's, that's a big stat. I hadn't heard that. Uh, once, if Sydney is serious about making finals this season, um, once, you know, they got players back, once McVay and all that, Haney, fit, yeah. um, Kieran Jack is playing near for.
2: Mm. Yeah, sure. You, you, you'd think he's, he's been not like, he's not just been bad this year. He's actually been an active detriment, you know, on you that could. that drop mark against Collingwood. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know. And you, you can always, you're used to always be able to rely on, you know, Kieran Jack. If he's not having a good day, he'll at least sh- show some leadership. He hasn't done that this year, and yeah, no, that's a lot of questions to to answer at Sydney at the moment. Uh,
0: speaking of blonde thirty year old players, uh, Bernie Vince, oh, yeah. <laughs> blonde players who cost teams games. Bernie Vince was one. Um, just it seems like he's lost half a second, and that that's all it takes at the AFL level. Like there were just two kicks he had in the last minute against um, Fremantle. One was a direct turnover and back fifty, which went. Went up the field, but then it went back because Melbourne weren't settled, and it ended a Cam McCarthy goal that won the game. The other was a torp to a not yet settled or
2: oh that was watching oh watching the forward
0: line and that ended in a Frio mark. That made so, me feel
2: ill that physically ill that kick. I uh, remember <laughs> you know you know uh, when you have that sort of like visceral reaction something you're like oh Lima
1: well, Collingwood. Like, so that <laughs> happens multiple times a weekend, mate. <laughs> uh,
0: another one I want to bring up is Andrew Swallow.
1: Oh,
2: mm. good shout. Yeah, he he looks pretty done, doesn't he?
0: Uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to warrant a mention in the midfield at the moment. And, you know, he's been played off half forward and he's not doing well there. He's, and, not, he's
2: not that player. Man. He's a pure midfielder.
0: No, you'd rather give more time to the likes of Trent DeMont and Ryan Clark and those sort of players, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, look, coaching sack Race, um, you know, last week we we still had Ross Lyon in there. Buckley was in there. I think Hardwick was still floating around. Richmond are undefeated. So we can, we can maybe safely put Hardwick aside for this week. And I think it's just down to one bloke. And that has to be Nathan Buckley. And it's frustrating as a Collingwood fan to hear other Collingwood fans say it's not the coach's fault. 100%. It, it, watching that game live on Sunday was disgusting. We had no <laughs> foot skills. We get the ball. We chip it sideways, chick it backwards, and then we turn it over because we've got, one, no bad foot skills, two, no one to kick to, and three, our players just don't want to work hard.
0: Uh, something Wayne Carey said on Triple M on Sunday I was listening to, when he was he was slamming Nathan Buckley he said pressure isn't a game plan and i fully agree with that because mm. that's all Collingwood's got they out muscled sydney if they're a more physical team they're fine because you know they can they can bully their way to victory if mm. they can't do that they've got nothing on the well, outside nothing no there, there no plan b or no other weaponry in which they nothing. can beat sides there was
2: talk after that sydney game so they had 113 tackles that night and there was all the conversation around buckley was no team you know teams that are, aren't playing for the coach don't have 113 tackles. They had 56. Hmm. Against, less, less than, against, than half. <laughs> Yeah. Against St. Kilda, um, a, you know, a side who, uh, well, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say St. Kilda, are, uh, uh, you know, bad or anything. St. Kilda and Collingwood should probably be about the same level. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd think that Collingwood would. We were would,
1: favorites going into that game.
2: Well, that was, a, that was a ridiculous. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, think that um, it was just not good enough for, you know, the, I just don't understand what they pick, seem to pick and choose the games I want to turn up for, Collingwood.
1: Yeah, and but they just didn't want to run. And if you don't want to run at a ground like Eddie had, which is probably the easiest ground to run on, you're not going to be able to run anywhere. We won the SCG, the smallest ground in the AFL, by a country mile. Yep. And, mate, we, we're not going to win many more games. If, no. if
0: If they're not going to be willing to run, they'll get... Done by mm. Essendon next week. They so will, they will get rolled if they're not willing to run because that's what Essendon are doing. They're winning ball on the outside. They're taking a lot of uncontested mm. marks, and they have got a quick forward line. They have got Fantasia, Green, McDonald, Tip, and Woody, all those sorts. If they can't run, they're not going to be keep, They're going to be able to keep
1: up with these guys. No, they will get rolled. Race is over. Bucks has to be the first coach to be sacked in the AFL this well, season. What'd you give
2: him odds-wise? Dollar, dollar twenty, dollar thirty, maybe dollar maybe, fifty. Yeah, a bit longer, maybe dollar fifty. He, he's $50. got a lot of love from
1: the hierarchy at Collingwood, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and dollar fifty-five. Yeah, no, <laughs> if you have the love, of the, the love of the hierarchy at Collingwood, it seems you can keep your job no matter if you're going backwards for five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Just quickly on Richmond, mate, they might be the real deal here.
2: No, I, you don't I don't agree just, with nah, me I d- <laughs> I don't see how you can make that claim after 4 weeks like they've had they've had some look look at who look at who they've actually beaten Brisbane <laughs> uh West Coast that was a meritorious win mm. to be fair although West Coast in Melbourne nah. they they will um, their
0: way to win that one
2: us C- Collingwood who we've just uh we've just spoken about and, and Carlton and Carlton yeah so I am extremely comfortable in saying that I'm, I'm extremely comfortable in not saying that Richmond are the real deal. In fact, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd even have them in my top six or maybe even top eight premiership uh, if I was opening a book on a premiership. Uh,
1: well, they've gone in another few remote. dollars into the premiership market. But where so are uh, they?
2: So what's, uh, I don't I They're around $18, so. Yeah. So what's, where, where does that rank in? Probably I think top six. six. Yeah. Six top six. To okay. Right. So then that's, that's probably about right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think they're you can't a real see
1: deal. them beating GWS. You can't see them beating Adelaide. You probably can't see them beating Port, Sit- Port. Sydney. Yeah. Maybe when Sydney are up and about, who knows? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. The next two weeks are going to be the most
0: telling. Like that, we can almost forget the last four. I think they're games that Richmond almost would have expected to win. You know, if if they're a half decent side, they next, are ne- Richmond
2: though, so they probably don't necessarily <laughs> expect to win. Ne- next next F- two
0: weeks they've got. Melbourne, who they've failed to beat in recent years, even when Melbourne have been bad, that's a real hoodoo side for them. And mm. Adelaide away, if they can, if they can beat Melbourne, go five and zero in you know Monday Night Lights, seventy k, the MCG, all that sort of stuff, and then put in a reasonable performance against Adelaide, give them a good run for their money. They'll be five and one with two recent respectable performances.
2: Just after that, their next game is against Western Bulldogs too. So three good
0: weeks. Uh, mm. I, I reckon, given the way the Dogs are travelling, like they're a bit iffy. I would put Richmond favourites to that game. If yeah.
2: they win all
1: three of those games, I'm deleting Facebook. <laughs> their, their fans would be intolerable. All right, it's time for this.
2: The big fellas angry. It's Rudy's rant. <laughs> well, I got some journos in the gun this week. Uh, first time we've ever had good, fi- good Friday footy. It was a, a success by any measure, wasn't it? Forty two thousand at yeah, the absolutely. game.
1: Raised a bit of money as well.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen the TV ratings. I'm sure they were they were good. Um, the, what what they raised in the end? Seventeen million. The, yeah. Um, All yeah. and and the AFL would have helped. Yeah, but um, you know, it's and it just made a mockery. There was a lot of consternation in uh, the lead up to this uh, from journos who just really didn't want Good Friday footy. Uh, Greg Borm and Caroline Wilson were both pretty vocal about it on uh the age's uh, own footy podcast which you i don't know if you want to listen to that do it after us uh, <laughs> and um malcolm knox wrote an article also in fairfax you know basically decrying you know he's nothing sacred there's no day safe from our game of footy and you know what guys like at the end of the day nothing shows more clearly just how out of touch these these types of people can be with the footy going public if you spoke to any footy fan, any common footy fan who works a nine to five job and uses footy as their escape, they would have all said to you, yes, absolutely bring on Good Friday. The only people against it would be like the hardcore sort of Christian types. Which there's not a lot in Australia. But there's not a lot in Australia. And so, and I think they've been proven pretty wrong by this and they'll continue to grumble every year. And do you know why? Because what they want is a day off. They Mm. just want the day off. And that's, if that's your motivation, just say that. That's fine. Like you want to go to bloody Hutchie's party that he has apparently. Re- <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's well, just like, get real guys. Like, like, you know, you just, just say, just say what you think. If you don't, if you just want the day off, just say that because, um, you're just sort of made to look on the wrong side of history. Yeah. It's well, just ridiculous. Ridiculous they, stuff.
1: They have good Friday sport in, uh, in America and they are notoriously they crazy day sport in about, um, religion. Yeah, the they biggest, got, the biggest got, got day Friday the, games
0: in, in the
1: NRL. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. no one,
2: it's you know, like hasn't hasn't brought about the decay of Australian society. Has, no. And
1: for, for someone who's not a massive uh, fan of religion, it's the worst day of the year because your mum makes sure you don't eat meat, and there's nothing on TV. Finally, there was at least footy to watch. Yeah, like, I had a meat right. pie for lunch. That. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm back. I actually the...
2: ended up at uh, Stalactite's. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know that's one of the most famous Greek restaurants in Melbourne yeah yeah we had the we had the meat platter Ooh. chorizo and uh, it's a real and sort of anti, anti sort of uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to Friday see their thing. levels
0: of business on a good Friday yeah. oh,
2: by the time we were there it was Easter Saturday it's To it's really funny
0: <laughs> actually for a Greek restaurant
1: to do that I was going to say because yeah. anyway yeah. hey media's already in the gun so uh, we're almost time to wrap up the podcast for the week and we do like to end it around uh, the weird take of the week and I don't know if you boys watched footy classified last night this is what was said. Craig Hutchison. Sir Gilda made a mistake drafting Paddy McCartan with pick one. Good call, bad call? Good
0: call. Uh, relatively obvious call, I think, at the moment, with Marcus Bontempelli clearly the best player in that oh, draft.
1: Oh, course, is cool. Hmm, relatively obvious call. Why is that weird take it a week boys?
2: But they were came in different drafts. <laughs> like, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Bontempelli is probably going to end up the better player than McCartan or Petrarca uh, or Angus Brayshaw from that year. But the fact was he was drafted at pick four, but in 2013. <laughs> how hard is it to do a
0: Google search? Oh, no. The
2: thing is, they, like, I, I'm pretty sure with that show, I don't have any inside knowledge of it, but I'm pretty sure on that show they write the questions to get asked each other. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would have thought Hutchie would have wrote the, written that question for Caro to ask him so he could say that. How can it get to that point and no one's got, you know what I mean? Like, how can, uh, that's ridiculous. He would also have a boy on
1: to do his stats for him and he's also the self titled kingpin of the AFL media.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm one of, um, I'm I'm in the minority I think. I am actually a really big Hutchie fan, but that was that's pretty poor by him. Just briefly on Paddy McCartan. There was also another weird take from this weekend from uh Wayne Carey who suggested that for him to get his form back, he should uh move back and play centre half back role. And uh that just strikes me as insane. I'd have thought there'd be maybe uh you know half a dozen forwards in the league that you would never consider to play as a half a centre half back, and I would have had Paddy McCartan firmly number one. Remember when in, Dennis
1: Pagan threw Fev on uh, Fraser Gehrig for a half, and Fraser Gehrig kicked eight goals on him. No, I don't remember. <laughs> well, it was one, of the, one of the finest <laughs> moments of, of I've
2: I would say Paddy McCartan is considerably less mobile than Fev at that point in their career as well. So, was, but,
0: how, how how hard is it to have a bit of patience with Paddy McCartan?
2: Yeah, they keep talking
1: about his diabetes. His diabetes no, is not going to it's not going to affect how he plays. If you no, it's, what
2: does he's twenty? I think he's just turned twenty one. He's visibly, like, growing into his body. Me and a couple of my mates call him Big Fat Pat <laughs> Yeah, because he's growing into that body. He's just weight. Like, you, you can't make a call on a bloke of his size until the, the, the age of maybe 24, 25 at, at the earliest, I'd have thought.
1: Josh Kennedy, West Coast, was very average to begin with. Tommy, Tommy
2: Hawkins, now leading the uh, Coleman medal this year. And mm. he uh, has many years of uh, questions about him and the same thing. It's I actually I reckon that um, McCartan and... Hawkins are going to end up pretty similar players.
1: All right, 5 days of uh, footy again for this round 5 starting Friday night. Uh give me something you're looking forward to, Eth.
0: Uh Anzac Day Melbourne Richmond. Mm. A- absolutely. Um one of the, probably the first game I've actually be going through this year, which is nice. Um yeah, as I said, it's the probably a more real test of where Richmond are at and also a good
1: to see a response from Melbourne, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, and well if they get a good crowd, which hopefully they will. It could, you know, become a permanent, semi-permanent fixture as well if that Anzac Day game does fall on a Monday or Tuesday. Mm, absolutely,
2: roots. Um, well, this uh, this week there's actually a lot of big matchups. We'll be sorting the uh, the Tom Hawkins from the Paddy McCartons, if you will, um, <laughs> in a few games. High flying Gold Coast, Adelaide. They've got uh, Frio, who've been looking pretty good. They take on North, maybe not so much. Um, I'm keen to see West Coast play Hawthorn at the G, but the big one for me, Geelong, St Kilda. Um, both teams have been pretty tough to get a read on. I really, I i am going to tip St Kilda in this game. I think they'll beat Geelong this weekend. Yeah? Agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I So St Kilda. Geelong, St. Kilda. Geelong, like, Geelong are top of the ladder and have a couple of big wins, but they look so, so vulnerable to me. St Kilda troubled them badly. They beat them last year. Um, I think I'll repeat the dose.
0: St Kilda has been much better than I think people are giving them credit for. If
2: Carlisle plays on
1: Hawkins and Carlisle's in pretty good form, granted he's played on two pretty poor players last two weeks, then I think St Kilda will win. I'm uh, looking forward to um, the Adelaide Gold Coast game purely because, one, I love watching Adelaide play, but also if they win, that is 10 wins in a row against the Gold Coast and Adelaide in their history have never won 10 games in a row against the club. And I think... That's that's something pretty special, even though it's against the Gold Coast Suns, and I think they're going to win by 80 points because they are you that reckon? good. They are the best team in the comp by a mile. I don't know about 80, but yep. uh, they, they, yeah, they should win.
0: For whatever it's worth, they did roll Hawthorne by 86.
1: Well, I'm going to grab this bit of audio, and they'll win by 80 points plus, and we'll play it next week when I'm they lose. To that.
2: <laughs> the, the, the Crows are, they, I agree that they're the best side in the comp at the moment. Yep. It's
1: and they're not... great to watch. Which, yeah. is, which is good. Which is
2: also handy. It, it is
1: yeah. It is very handy. All right, boys, thanks very much for joining me again this week. We will be back next Wednesday because of the Anzac Day game. As always, hit us up on Twitter at Greenfield Post, and also check us out on Facebook. Greenfieldpost.com.au is the website too.